another episode of Dominic with Michael T. Weatherby. I am your host, Michael T. Weatherby here. And as you can see, we got our special guest in the building, Dr. Leonard Robertson, the one, the only Dr. Leonard Robertson is here. Again, as you all know, these Dominate conversations are spiritual conversations that will transform your entire natural life as well. So we're excited about being here with you for another edition of Dominate with Michael T. Weatherby. Dr. Robertson, if you don't mind, can you say hello to the people, sir? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello to everyone that is viewing. I'm thankful for such an opportunity to be able to share with my brother, Michael T. Weatherby. God bless you all. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. I count this as an honor and a privilege to have this conversation with you. Uh, listen, man, I've been watching you and following you for a long time. We'll talk a little bit about that, but I'm excited. Uh, also, before we before we uh, get into this, please let the pet people know uh, what you have going on, how they can get in touch with you and all of that good stuff. And we're going to jump right in this conversation. Well, every morning I do a program called uh, Breakfast of Champions, Kingdom 365 Breakfast of Champions. It's a teleconference line, but it's also broadcast on Facebook Live. The phone number to the teleconference line is 856-232-0155. That's 856-232-0155. The conference code is 268-272. We've also launched a program, by the way, that's that's 8.30 a.m. every morning, except Wednesday mornings. Wednesday mornings is 9.30 a.m. We've also launched an online School of the Kingdom. We call it Accelerated School of the Kingdom International. Yes, sir. And available to anybody, everybody, is tuition-free, I firmly believe that Jesus said, what you freely have received, you freely give. Yes, sir. It's no tuition and it's available on Clubhouse. All you have to do is go to Clubhouse and look for Accelerated School of Kingdom Ministry. That's available every Thursday evening at 8 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. Other than that, you can Google me, DrLynnRobinson.com. Yes. And all kinds of information and teaching will come up. And again, brother, thank you for this opportunity. Again, thank you for joining us, man. I'm excited. And again, we're going to go through all of that at the end of the program. So again, stay tuned. This is powerful information. You want to make sure that you are all connecting with these great kingdom teachings. Um, so let's get let's let's have this conversation, Dr. Robinson. Again, thank you so much. Um, I wrote a book called Born to Dominate uh, based off Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Um, God's plan for us, mankind, uh, to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion, have kingdom, uh, have dominion, have kingdom. Um, so when you hear that terminology, dominion mandate, because I, 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 I want to kind of slide into uh, what you posted. I, I believe you, there was a post that you put up recently, and I want to kind of get your mindset on that when you're talking about dominion preachers and things of that nature, because that really resonated with me in a good way, in an amazing way. So talk to me when you hear about this dominion mandate and how that pertains to to live in this kingdom life, sir? Dominion mandate means different things for different people. Okay. But what is first and foremost supposed to mean that God has called us to have dominion over our flesh, mm -hmm. over the devil, mm -hmm. and over our situations and circumstances. Yes, sir. 
Now, some people have taken that word dominion to mean that we're supposed to dominate in the earth. We are, but the question becomes, how are we supposed to? Yes. God has never called us to have dominion over other people. Mm -hmm. Never called us to have dominion even over the systems as some people have been teaching. Wow. What he's called us to do is exercise dominion over the enemy by going into territories and serving in the ministry and word of reconciliation, mm -hmm. reconciling or bringing man back to God. Yes. Dominion in that respect means that I've been restored back to God's image and likeness again. Yes. I've been given authority. I've received the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. I have God's purpose and plan. I have the mind of God through the mind of Christ that has been given to me. Yes. And I have the wisdom of God because Christ had been made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. With that awareness, the enemy is never a match to me. Yeah. Wherever God sends me, I already have authority. Wherever God sends me, he's sent me on a mission. He's given me purpose and destiny. He's given me authority to execute it, and the enemy can't stop it. Yeah. So when I think about... This is good. This is good. Dominion, that's what dominion means. Yes. Now, many people have crafted ideas of dominion from the philosophies of the author's from the books that many of us have read. I have nothing against books, praise God. Yeah. And I, and I would love to receive your book to, to see, you know, yes, how sir. you're flowing with what, what you believe God has given you to flow with. Yes, sir. But to answer specifically based on scriptural context, dominion was never given that we would have dominion over other people. Mm-hmm. For sure. Not politically, not ideologically. Yes. Not philosoph philosophically, not even theologically. Right. We receive dominion and walk in it. And people observe the glory that we're walking in. Mm -hmm. And they want to know the God that is, has called us to such a mandate and has shared his glory with us because we're walking in the truth. So yeah. that's my take on dominion <laughs> and what it really is based well, on a kingdom perspective. For sure. And so because even when you when you look at it, even at the in totality, when everything that God mentions pertaining to what we are to have dominion over to your mm -hmm. point, not one point, not not, at, not once does God say over people, nope. over the fish of the sea, follow the air um, over every creeping thing uh, and over over the earth, all the earth. But he never mentions people, you know, and like <laughs> you're saying, what tends to happen is we mankind tends to get in our own way to create philosophies of men, as Paul says, and, and, and um, uh, all of these other things, uh, yeah. I guess, in an attempt, if you will, uh, to sound really deep. <laughs> That's part of it. That's yeah. part of it. Um, and so can you, can you speak to that a little bit? And we'll, we'll go further in this conversation. Because I, I know uh, um, one thing that I, I love about your your boldness and approach to the word of God is, listen, this is what it is. This, this is, this is exactly what it is because this is what his words say. 
anything outside of that, as Charles Barkley would say, is uncivilized. This ain't what God <laughs> said. You understand? So can you can you speak to that? Because there's one uh, particular passage since we on this vein real quick that I want you to speak to uh, after after you uh, speak to that point of uh, just these philosophies that men create um, uh, in an attempt that's uh, in in an understanding outside of God's word. Yeah. First off, we're either in the spirit or we're in the flesh. And there's a fine line. Yes, sir. When a person ministers from their intellect, as though they're ministering from the spirit, their flesh will get in the way. Every time. Yes, sir. They're highly developed in intellect is really being highly developed in flesh. Mm -hmm. You can't touch God with flesh. So the things that people make up will not have the support, even though they say it does. Ooh. It will sound good. Yeah. It's appealing. We'll be razzled and dazzled by what someone says. But when you really look at scripture in context, you'll find that there's not a whole lot of support for what it is they're saying. Yes, sir. Now, let me take that a little further. Okay. When a person's highly developed in intellect, they risk what I call the worship of the intellectuality. Mm. One time the Lord spoke to me. This was in the 1980s. I was in a church sitting in the back, got there late. And the Lord was showing me how people are at different levels of learning. And that wasn't a bad thing he was showing me. He said, they're like skyscrapers. They're at different heights. Yes, sir. But then he said to me, but you have to guard against mind idolatry. Yes. I said, what's that? Mind idolatry. The Lord said, it's the worship of the intellectuality of the word. Wow. And That's so good. there's some people who are deep. And, and and they can be so deep that they get lost in their in their desire to present the truth. Mm-hmm. Another aspect of that the Lord has shared with me recently is there are leaders who over explain that which is simple. <laughs> we, you on that plan because I, I was about to ask you about that as well. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> when, when you when you over explain that which is simple, the, the enemy gets in there and makes what's simple become complex. Yes. Now the people become consumed by the charisma of that particular leader. And even when that leader is wrong in their mind, he can do no wrong. Mm. That's just so much in believing that he was right. Wow. Yes. Yes. Now, then there's a psychological term for that, by the way. It's called cognizant dissonance. Yes. Yes. It is you'll know is wrong, but you're so invested, you refuse to acknowledge that it's wrong. So you'll continue in the vein that you're going. That's also called pragmatism. You're doing what works emotionally, even though it's not right. Come on. Yes, sir. Jesus always made it simple. Very simple. He opened his mouth. He expounded the word plainly. Yes. And he revealed deep mysteries without being deep about it. Man. Yes, sir. And, and so... <laughs> I'm loving what, this, doctor. What, what I've learned is if you spend time studying Jesus, mm -hmm. what he taught, 
Mm-hmm. Your time spending, you, you spending time studying Jesus, first off, is never time lost. Mm-hmm. But secondly, you begin to pick up the spirit in which he was teaching. Yes, sir. He he didn't teach to try to confuse the people, nor did he teach to try to impress them. Yes, he sir. What the father gave him to say, and those who had an ear to hear and a heart to understand were able to embrace what was being revealed. And those who didn't have a he- ear to hear and a heart to understand, the message was not intended for them. Not because God didn't want them to have it, but because of their hard-heartedness and their dullness of hearing, it kept them from embracing the simplicity of what Jesus was teaching. Yes. So can we stick a pin here? Because I'm going to go back. I was going to ask you about Psalms 8 and 4. We're going to go back to that. Uh, but let, let's stick a pin at, at that point right there. Um, mm-hmm. When people come with so much... Uh, <laughs> I preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, well, if here, here's nine times out of ten, most times, is, here's my response. Okay, if you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, wouldn't that imply that the gospel of Jesus Christ would be the, the gospel that he preached? And, and, but we, mankind, let's go back to this mankind again. We have a whole different ideology of what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. But when sure. in, stu- in studying scripture, when I look at the gospel of Jesus Christ, Jesus had one consistent message, even coming back from the dead, from the grave. He, for 40 days, he preached that same message before he ascended. And yet everybody said they preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's like, but, but, you Why said, mm-hmm. you I'm said sorry. kingdom, but where, where is it? Talk about that. Yeah. All of us, if we're really born again, when we came into the things of God, by and large, we came into an experience with God, but immediately we also came into a denomination. In other words, when we jumped into the river of salvation, we didn't know there was an undercurrent, there was an undertow called religion. Mm -hmm. And so no sooner as we got born again, we got snatched away into the into the ideologies and philosophies and theosophies of the leaders. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is the leaders didn't know they got swept away either. Ooh, wow. You know, you, you, you believe you're called of God to be a minister. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? You're going to go to other ministers. Yeah. And what are they going to say? They're going to say you need to go to Bible school. Yeah. So you go to Bible school to learn what they teach, but you never first learn what Jesus taught. Yes. Yep. Yep. So the question in Bible school is, what is the gospel? Yep. The answer will be, it's the good news of salvation. Yeah. Yeah. If That's what they're teaching. If your idea of the gospel only starts at the cross, then you don't really know the gospel yet. Mm-hmm. And if you only study the verses that support what they're teaching, <laughs> you, Peace, you'll come. That, that's piecemeal theology is what, that's my nickname for it. Piecemeal. Like, yeah, like you just taking pieces. <laughs> it's, piece, it's piecemeal theology. And yet I think I got the whole meal. Yes. And so, you know, to answer your question and, and for, for all that are listening, maybe watching, the, the, the reality of the matter is you don't know if you don't know. Mm-hmm. 
one time I said, I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, if this message of the kingdom is so true, how come ministers don't have it? And here's the answer the Lord gave me, spoke it in my spirit. He gave me three words, well-meaning men. I said, well-meaning men, here was his answer. Well-meaning men teach the second set of well-meaning men. The second set so admire the first set that they never learn or grow beyond the first set. So the second set repeats the same errors of the first set. Yes, sir. And so if the first set didn't know, they could only pass on what they knew. Yes, sir. If the second set admires the first set, they're only going to repeat what they heard from the first set, and they're going to pass on the same half-truths. Yes, sir. So well-meaning men teach well-meaning men who continue the error that the first well-meaning men gave. Mm -hmm. Now that settled it for me. Yes, sir. So here we have the worship of the intellectuality of the word. And so well-meaning men who are deep pass on the same deep misconceptions. <laughs> and the second <laughs> men repeat the same deep misconceptions. Yes, sir. Now, now I'm not knocking anybody. Mm -hmm. It's, enemy all up in it yes sir to keep the people from the freedom that god would give to them if they would come back to jesus and get their doctrine from him all day yes sir is the answer until we get our doctrine from jesus we will have a hodgepodge of belief systems that have come from man who got their doctrine from martin luther they got their doctrine from john calvin, john calvin yeah doctrine from John Knox. They got their doctrine from the early, from, from the first church fathers after the death of the apostles. Mm -hmm. The early church fathers after the death of the apostles stopped preaching the kingdom of God and they became apologists. Yes, sir. So instead of carrying the message, they became explainers. Ooh, say that again. Lord Jesus. They, <laughs> The early church fathers, Polycarp, Ignatius, mm -hmm. Justin Carter, we're going to be talking about that in School of the Kingdom this evening. The Polycarp, all of the leaders after the death of the early apostles, instead of preaching what the apostles preached, they became explainers, apologists. There, there's even a course called Apologists in, 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 in university and in Bible school. Mm-hmm. And so there are people who take that course, but they explain that which is not the whole of the truth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so my point is the early church fathers, the message of the kingdom by the fourth century, well into the 16th, 17th century was all but non-existent. Burying, the, burying that gospel of the kingdom in the process. Burying it. It's buried under layers and layers of religion even today. Mm-hmm. I was in a meeting, and and this was some years ago, and I won't name the denomination, but it was all of those folk, and, and it was a, a it was a conference of those kinds of preachers. Now, here's what they said: they had this young preacher out of Arkansas, who was the last speaker, mm -hmm. and he made this statement. He said, "I don't know what kingdom they all talking about." My Bible tells me if the kingdom is present, there's no more sickness, there's no more sorrow, there's no more weeping. 
and I'm grieved in my spirit because I can hear the boldness of his delivery. I can hear the confidence in which he believed what he believed. Mm -hmm. And yet, and, and all the people, they, more of them were old heads, so they were proud of this young buck. Here come this young buck. Look at him preach. Look at him go. But he was incomplete. Mm. Now, here's my point. His knowledge of the kingdom was only about a kingdom to come. <sighs> and so with boldness and confidence, he's preaching amongst his peers. Mm -hmm. And he's putting off on people that preach the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And he thought he was right. Mm -hmm. I'll give you one more quick story. Now, yes, I got to talk to the brother later, and I tried to appeal to him to come back to the doctrine of Jesus. He looked at me like I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> anyway, i give you another story. I've been accused of being Miles Monroe's boy. And yet the Lord gave me revelation of the kingdom long before he reconnected me back with Miles Monroe. So yeah. it's not a Monroe message. Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, I believe if, if Miles Monroe would continue to have continued to live, there are some things he would have changed about what he taught because he would have continued to learn and have come to know more. Yeah. But anyway, I'm at a restaurant. I'm in the parking lot. And a brother I knew, he comes up to me and he introduces me to one of his mentors. He says, this is Leonard Robinson, Miles Monroe's boy. And I said, well, no, I'm not a Miles Monroe boy. He said he's a kingdom preacher. I said, well, truthfully, all of us are supposed to be preaching the kingdom. And so his mentor, who didn't believe that message, we were having this conversation. I said, even Paul preached the kingdom. Mm -hmm. They're all, oh, what are you talking about? Man, go get my Bible. So the one who introduced me to his mentor went to the car to get the Bible, brought the Bible to me. <laughs> I opened it up to Acts chapter 28, Acts 28. <laughs> verses 30. And th verse 31, verse 32. Uh -huh. And it says, Paul spent two years in mm -hmm. his own hired house mm -hmm. preaching to all that came unto him the kingdom of God and teaching and about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I turned the Bible to them. I was taught, take your Bible, and when you're in that kind of conversation, turn it upside down toward them so they're not reading what you're saying. They're mm -hmm. reading what is written. Yes. And yes. so I turned it upside down towards them and, and I'm reading upside down. I know it's there. And I'm saying, this is what Paul preached. He preached the kingdom of God and he taught about Jesus Christ. Oh no, brother, you're wrong. Well, I'm sharing this story for this reason, because other people may be experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. They said to me, I was wrong and I was cut to the quick. I was hurting my heart. Mm. I knew that I was showing them what Paul was preaching and they were rejecting it. Mm -hmm. They said, that's not what it means. Mm -hmm. And as we were beginning to part company, they said these words to me, you don't understand right now, but the spirit will reveal it to you. And I said to them, well, the Holy spirit will reveal it to you. Yeah. Now, after the meeting, we walk away, we go our separate ways. Later, it comes to me what I could have asked them was, then what does it mean? What I want the listener to understand is when somebody tells you it doesn't mean something that it means, mm -hmm. 
then don't get upset. <laughs> yes. And then what does it mean? Yeah. More often than not, people will disagree with you because they haven't begun to think in context of their own disagreement. Yes. Yeah. Some people will tell you no on the strength that they can tell you no. Mm -hmm. Other people will reject it on the strength that you're the one that's presenting it. Yes. But when you take the time to ask the question, then what does it mean? It makes them now have to rethink their own rejection. Yeah. Now, they may still reject, mm -hmm. but you're helping them to expand their thinking. Now, yeah. I didn't mean to give you that long an answer. That's but all right, man. That's what this is for. That's what this platform is for. And so, because uh, let, let me tell you, uh, tell you about uh, just a little about my experience. And I want to ask you about your experience, too, as far as you just being introduced to the kingdom and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, 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 I was one of those ones in school, you know, went to school, Bible school and things of that nature. And uh, I have a, 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 you know, Bible degree and things of that nature. However, it wasn't until one one particular class, I was taking a, a class called Got the Gospel of Mark. Uh, and of course, we're learning the typical, you know, the typical stuff that you learn in school pertaining to the mm -hmm. Gospels and things of that nature. Uh, but one night, my, my particular pre professor brought in a guest speaker. Now, this man came in and taught off script and everything else. And just kind of, just kind of, just threw everything in the trash that we've been learning all the mm -hmm. previous weeks. And he made one particular statement that literally started my journey on on, on literally beginning to study Jesus, study the kingdom. Um, and we were reading a particular passages of scripture. I can't remember what it is right now, but he said, "Everywhere you see Jesus's name, put your name." And I'm mm. sitting there like, "What are you talking about? Like, brother, what's going on here?" He says, and said it with a straight face, just as bold like how you speak and things of that nature. He said, everywhere you see Jesus' name, put your name. I said, okay. All right, so I'm reading it. and uh, But then what drove it home after we did that, he said, after all of that, he went to 1 John 4, 17. Mm -hmm. As he is, so am I in Come this on. world. And so I'm sitting there tripping like, where have this been all my life? And so that began my journey, okay, because if you're telling me, if it, like you said, turn the Bible, I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, it does say that, like, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. So so that got me um, studying, learning, um, reprogramming, if you will, Look at um, that. My, my entire mindset, because again, as that Jesus is, so am I, then that literally had me saying, okay, well, what is Jesus talking about? Because obviously, if he, if what, if, if, if as he is, so am I, then that means I need to be saying the same things he's saying. And that's what actually got me on this track of Beautiful. learning the kingdom, studying the kingdom, and continue to, even to this day, even continue to, to learn and study and things of that nature. Which, and this, this is tying me into, this is how I kind of, um, um, found you, if you will. Not so much found you, but found you. Uh, okay. I was on Facebook about 2013 to 2014, and I saw that you were doing a kingdom conference. Yes. And Dr. Miles Monroe would be actually it was it was the it was I think it was 2014. And Dr. Miles Monroe was the speaker, and I'm like I'm, at this point because I'm that happened in that class experience happened in 2012, 
and I'm studying and studying and I'm trying to learn I'm trying to get as much as I can trying to really figure out and and, and let the Holy Spirit really illuminate what this kingdom really is because I'm like I may have missed something I'm, I I just I just didn't know but that got something jarring for me so I go to this go to this conference that you're having Dr. Miles Monroe at at uh, 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 Bishop Bartley's church and, uh, and, and and so I'm there literally in the back of the church i went i went that thursday night i went to the luncheon that friday morning that passes luncheon that friday morning with dr miles and you and things of that nature in the service i literally sat there the entire time just sitting in the back crying because i'm <laughs> sitting there like where have this been and yes, and, and that b- began to just drill into me the importance of the kingdom of god like where you hear people in church say kingdom all the time, but then when you ask them, what is it? They don't know. Yeah. Like, I, 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 be, I begin to realize that like, people really don't know what this kingdom is and how important it is. Yeah. Um, and, and so, so, uh, so I, you know, I, sometimes, I, sometimes I tell people I run into, listen, my job is to make you read your Bible again. Cause I'm going to tell you some stuff that you, you may have, you know, and, and and getting back to that simplicity, I'm like, like you like you said to your point, we can become so complicated that we miss the simplicity of the Word of God, the simplicity of Jesus. Yeah. Um, so speak to speak to what got you on track. What what got you on track to um, learning this kingdom? Okay, presenting this kingdom, and then and then also. Um, um, how important it is for people to really get this message of the kingdom. Because again, as we understand, as we know, this message was so important to Jesus. He spent another 40 days after the grave to, to say, I ain't talking about nothing else, but this kingdom. Talk, talk, talk about that. Well, my journey was that I was backslidden. I was backslidden. The goodness of the Lord showed up, brought me to repentance and the Holy Spirit began to direct me to a doctrine I had never seen before. He started showing me Jesus preaching, demonstrating, and teaching the kingdom of God as being central. I had never seen that before. Mm-hmm. I had nobody outside telling me anything about the kingdom. I had no preachers, no books, anything I was reading. And the first thing the Lord said to me when he brought me back into the family of God He took me to Deuteronomy chapter six and verse four. Now, this is a true story. I wouldn't tell a lie anyway, but Mm -hmm. it's so amazing. For me, it's amazing every time I think about it. Yes, sir. He took me to Deuteronomy chapter six and verse four. He said, hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. Mm -hmm. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. As I read that, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. He said, you've got to love me more than you love the bishop. Mm. <laughs> that was yeah. part of a denomination. Mm-hmm. So that let me know the Lord was dealing with the issue of religion. Yes. He said, you got to love me more than you love the bishop. Mm-hmm. You, you got to love me more than you love the pastor. Mm-hmm. You got to love me more than you love anything. And when he said, you got to love me more than you love anything, I started thinking about family and, you know, wife, children, you know, family. Yes, sir. He said, you got to love me more than you love anybody in anything. Yes, sir. And then the next thing he said to me was this, 
and you have to love me more than the last thing you thought I said to you. Ooh. Now he was major. Talk, he wasn't talking about the last statement he had just said. Mm -hmm. He was talking about whatever I believed when I was walking in the, in the things of God before. I had to love him more than the last thing I thought he said back then, or I would be where he was and not be where he is. Yeah. Loving where he used to be. And and so I would be still functioning from that religious mindset of where I was mm -hmm. because I thought that's where he was. Mm. What let me know was you have to be where I am and not where you think I was. Mm. And then he started opening up to me true story. He started opening up to me the revelation of the kingdom. I started seeing Jesus' teachings the way I've never seen them before. Yes, sir. And he took me from verse to verse, every verse on the kingdom of God. I got my highlighter. I got an ink pen. I tell people to do that today. Mm -hmm. I got my highlighter. I got my ink pen. I'm underlining. Mm -hmm. I'm being moved from the Holy Spirit within to search out the kingdom. Yes, sir. Uh, over a course of time, I went to the radio, nobody preaching the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I went to the television, nobody preaching the kingdom. So for about two and a half years, going on three years, it was just me, the Holy Spirit, and the scriptures, and the Lord is teaching me the kingdom, line by line, precept yes. by precept. Yeah. I began to realize that people go in the church and go out of the church because in the church, they never truly discover their purpose. Mm. They never truly discover their assignment. Yes. In that same period of time, the Lord was also ministering to me that church for many people become like a revolving door. Wow. They go in, they don't discover who they are. They don't discover their purpose. They burn out. They go back out. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord showed me there's two purposes that the Lord gives to every person. Yeah. The first purpose is whatever he's uniquely created them for. Mm -hmm. In other words, they might be a trash truck driver, a candlestick maker, you know, whatever it is in terms of personal purpose. Yes. But then all of us have the purpose to be used in the ministry and word of reconciliation. In other words, our second purpose is that all of us are supposed to be soul winners. Yes, sir. So yes, he sir. revelation of the kingdom connected it to the fact that we have a purpose to fulfill mm -hmm. and then connected it to the fact that we're all supposed to be soul winners. Yeah. That was my journey in him delivering to me the revelation of the kingdom of God. Lastly, the Lord spoke to me and he gave, he dropped the name Miles Monroe in my spirit. Now, I had known Miles Monroe in the 1990s. I used to host meetings back then. Yeah. Yeah, I would host meetings. The first one was called uh, uh, the East Coast Miracle Prayer Conference. I held it in, in New Jersey at, at one of the hotels there. And Miles Monroe was my guest. Uh, Carlton Pearson in Better Days, he was my guest. Yeah. Benjamin Smith was my guest. And Bishop O.T. Jones Sr., and and my 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 pastor at that time, or he wasn't any longer my pastor, but he was also one of my guest speakers, uh, Georgie Hilton, who's since passed away. Yes, sir. When I do, when I was doing those meetings, 
I did, I did those meetings up until 1992. And then I became fed up with the church. I became fed up with all you church folk. I said, don't believe nothing, no way. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and I was listening to the enemy, but there's something the enemy was, was, was speaking that was my observation that met with my sense of logic and reason. I hope the listener understands what I just said. Yeah. The enemy will speak to you from a standpoint of logic and reason. Mm-hmm. And so logically, I said, they don't believe anything. They get stretched when the word goes forth, but they're yeah. like and Christians. They go back to this previous state. Wow. Yes, sir. At the same time, the things I was expecting God to do for me, it seemed like he wasn't doing them. Mm -hmm. So I started getting frustrated. And it was really the enemy speaking to me to talk me out of my purpose and destiny. And I listened to him and I quit. Wow. It wasn't until some years later, and I'm sharing this with, with the listeners on purpose, that it wasn't until some years later the Lord said to me, you lost, you, 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 you went through discouragement. Mm. I said, discouragement? He said, yes, disconnected courage. Woo! Wow. So I lost courage for the purpose that he had given me. Mm -hmm. Courage for the for the for the authority that he had given me. Wow. And I lost courage for the responsibility that he had given me. And then he was ministering to me how important it is for every believer to make God's kingdom and righteousness their only priority. Yes. Now that's where the kingdom comes in at. Because you cannot successfully learn the kingdom without first returning to Jesus. That's correct. Uh, I'm going to say that again. Yes, sir. You cannot successfully learn the kingdom without first returning to Jesus. He's the best kingdom preacher that ever existed. He's the best kingdom teacher that will ever exist. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord restored me back, brought me back into the family of God by the power of his Holy Spirit, opened to me the revelation of the kingdom of God and showed me that that must be our only priority. Yeah. Now, do I have a few moments to add something to that? Sure. So I'm studying the kingdom. I'm studying the kingdom. I'm studying the kingdom. And one day the Lord says, go back and look at that verse again. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, and it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yes, sir. All of a sudden, the word and stood out. Mm-hmm. And what the Lord was saying was, you've been studying the kingdom of God. Now understand that the kingdom of God and righteousness must be equal in priority. Mm -hmm. How many people you may have known that preach the kingdom but don't live righteous? Ooh, yes, sir. Because they don't understand that righteousness is a part of the authority that we have in order, in order to have dominion over the enemy. Can you for for the for the folks at home uh, that that are watching this? Let's can you give us a working definition of righteousness so 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 people don't put their you know oh, into it. I got yes. you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> righteousness is the nature of the Father. Mm -hmm. It's the means by which we act like the Son and like God. Mm. Mm. Righteousness is not an event. 
righteousness is the exchange of a nature. Yes, sir. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. If any man being Christ is a new creature, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Yes. Verse one, he who knew no sin became sin, sin for us that we would become the righteousness of God, which is in Christ Jesus. We've become partaker of his divine nature. Yes, Romans chapter 5 and verse 17, through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, here it comes, we reign, we have dominion in life with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So righteousness is the means by which we rule. And what I share with the people that, that, that fellowship that we all fellowship together, I tell them righteousness is the means by which you have dominion over the enemy. Mm -hmm. When you're walking in righteousness, the enemy can't stand against you. Yeah. Righteousness is the means by which you have the right to command the devil to go. Righteousness is the means by which you have the ability to resist the devil and he has to obey you. Yeah. And righteousness is the means by which you can go through life in the authority that God has given. Yes. So when a person's walking in righteousness, that's not an event. Mm -hmm. That's not just something you receive so you have a hope for going to heaven one day. Yeah. It's the transfer of the Father's divine nature to you so that we now have the very nature of our Father. Yes. Now, can I, I have to add something to this. Go ahead, sir. What makes all of this possible? Well, it's not just your faith. It's also grace. Ooh, talk and about people it. People are preaching grace as a greasy grace and a sloppy agape. This <laughs> grace, grace is available for our mess ups. What they don't understand is grace is available for us to stop messing up. That's it. That grace is, it. is God's divine ability given to us in exchange for our inability so that we're no longer unable to live the righteousness the Father sent Jesus to give us. Yes. In other words, grace and righteousness work together that we have full authority to be all that God has called us to be. Now imagine when you mix faith with that reality. Oh my goodness. <laughs> see, see I, brought, I was brought up in charismatic Christianity where the message was faith, 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 faith. Mm -hmm. So it's faith for a car, faith, faith for a house, faith for money in the bank, faith for a job, faith for a business. Everything was faith, 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 faith. Saints, faith first and foremost is for you and I to believe God for everything God purposed us to be. Yes. And it's first and foremost for us to get up off our knees and go forth to be what God <laughs> called us to be. Yes. Grace is the means by which we have access to operate in that kind of faith. The empowerment to do it. Now, your question was, how did I come into the kingdom? That's the <laughs> answer. And I love every, it. every day I work on losing my mind. Mm -hmm. That's the other area where people get in trouble. Talk about that. You can, you can, you can dig into that because that's very important. When we're studying the word, but we're studying it from a westernized context, mm -hmm. then what we're doing is bringing the word into our own ideas. Woo. That means your mind is still in the way. I have to work on renewing my mind on purpose. Yes. 
And the only way to work on renewing your mind is you have to allow yourself to let go of some old ways of thinking. Yes. To be able to embrace how the Lord wants us to think. Yes. Jesus came that the Christ mind would become our mind. Yeah. Have the mind of Christ. Now, we had to come to a place where we recognize not only did he come that we would have the Christ mind, but that the Father sent him. Mm-hmm. In other words, Daddy is saying, I want you to think like me. Mm-hmm. So I sent my son to teach you how to think. Yes. When you embrace what my son teaches and you think like my son, then you're thinking like me. Yeah. And my son taught that it wasn't me in him teaching. Yes. That told me the father himself wants us to think the way the father thinks. I, I just got finished writing this because uh, I actually just got finished writing a book called Lose Your Mind, which is going to be dropping soon. And uh, I see my buddy, Dr. Guyaz, is on. He, he wrote the forward to that book. Because um, from my experience to that point of losing your mind, because, again, here's what religion would do to us. There's scripture in, 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 uh, that people will say his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So even are his ways higher than our ways. So our thoughts are, are, are uh, higher than our thoughts. I believe that's Isaiah 55 or something like that. Isaiah 55, you're right. And so what happens is people will teach you to a point, well, his ways ain't our ways and his thoughts are our thoughts. So uh, I just can't. Well, yeah, I can't. I can't. Listen, there ain't no need for me to try to go any further. <laughs> you never know what God to do. Yes, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And they'll keep you at that low estate, meaning, okay, I'll never catch up. But then, like I like I teach now, listen, you got to go New Testament. To, what does it say? Now we have the mind, let this mind be in us, which, which was all? also, which mm -hmm. which means God literally, like you're, just, like you're saying, the Father wants us to think like him. Yeah. Which, which means he's, he, his desires for us to have an elevated way of thinking. For sure. You know, a, a higher way of operating, a higher way of thinking and movement. And and yet, you know, there are many that will just love. Um, there are just many that just love to keep people in that low E state. Because, again, if I can control you, then that what, what does that mean? I don't have dominion. I don't have authority. And that's mm -hmm. what and like you're saying, back to how you started. People want to find their ways <laughs> to, to have dominion, just not God's design of it. I like that. They want to find ways to have dominion, but just not God's design of it. Yeah. Let's talk about the word repent for a moment. Mm -hmm. Even the word repent, we were taught in Bible school that it simply means have sorrow for sin uh -huh. and, and come weeping and crying and snotting. And <laughs> but that word repent, the word metanoia in the Greek, and I'm not saying it to try to present like I'm some Greek scholar, not no, to study you, word. You but, good, man. But, but the word metanoia also means to do a 180 degree turn. Yes. It also means to rethink. Mm -hmm. Anytime you see the word re, it means to do again. Yes. And so re means there was a thinking we had that we no longer have that mm -hmm. we have to think again in order to think the way God wants us to think. Mm -hmm. So what was our thinking before sin? Mm -hmm. What was the mind of Adam before he committed treason? Mm -hmm. 
He was so creative in his thinking that God told him to name the animals. And of all the species that he named the animals, there was not one species of animal that God said to Adam, you misnamed it. <laughs> so he spoke to the level of his thinking. It spoke to the level of his creativity. He had the mind of God. He thought like God. The problem is God, in the greatness of his creation, he was so great in creating man that he gave man free will. Yes. Yeah. And so when man uses free will to go against the mind of God, then man has brought himself into a lower state of being. Mm. Now, we haven't become born again. We've been given the mind of Christ. Yes, sir. Christ has been made up unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. We're supposed to be thinking from the Christ mind on purpose. Yes. I've got to offer this because there are some people watching and listening now, and they're starting to realize how much they've dumbed them, their, their own selves <laughs> down to be accepted by the people around them. Come on, man. When you dumb yourself down knowing the truth, you, you become a man pleaser. You can't walk in the fullness of the truth. And For I sure. got in. When you dumb yourself down knowing the truth, you become a man pleaser who can't walk in the fullness of the truth. Mm -hmm. We've been given the mind of Christ. Yes. If you read that in the Amplified, it says we contain his thoughts, intents, and purposes. Yeah. Yeah. I Ma mean, <laughs> Dr. Robinson, I realize, I mean, because. I think all of us, all of humanity, I'm going to go out on a ledge to say this. All of humanity has an inclination to tie everything they see to what we're thinking, right? Which, which tells me to our point of going back to the original thoughts of God, repenting. Because mm -hmm. anytime we mess up real bad, most times, if it ain't the first thing, one of the, one of the next statements, if it's not the very first one, usually is, what was I thinking? Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? We we mess up real bad and then we just say, man, or come out of a bad relationship. What was I thinking? Come, you yeah. spit that. What was it? And so, because again, that I, I, I really believe that God innately always has wired us to understand there's a particular type of thinking that we supposed to have so we can see so we can see the type of life that he's already already ordained for us, which is to, for us to have a direct partnership with heaven. And allow heaven to mirror, allow earth to actually be a mirror of heaven. Uh, and that's in partnership with him. Because of this mindset that you're referring to, um, this mindset that we're talking about, this repentance, going back to the original thoughts, going back to God's intent, um, having the mind, the, the mind of the Father and operating. Um, so, therefore, it's not an empty dominion or an empty authority that we're walking in because we're accurate with. Our, 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 how we're thinking and because you can yes. only speak what's in your heart. Yes. Yes. Well, if, if my mind is renewed and I'm filling my heart with the word mm -hmm. and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, then I'm going to speak the mind, the will and the purpose of God. When I speak. Yes, sir. I found out that many people are parrots and not oracles. When a person is a parrot, they're repeating what other people said. I didn't want to scream. That's why I put my arms up because you, you're on it right there. <laughs> and, and, and so they don't examine what God is saying. 
You, you ever watch the Christian television shows where they have the people seated and, and they're passing the microphone saying, what is God saying to you in this hour? Uh-huh. And the person will say, I believe God is saying we're moving into a season of prayer where we're going to see the biggest revival that ever was. Uh-huh. And the yeah. people, ooh, and oh, and God's uh-huh. not speaking. Yeah. They're, they're, they're speaking from... They 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 they're speaking from their desire, their good intentions, or the imagination of their own hearts, uh, which is what false prophets do all the time. Mm-hmm. They 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 prophesy from the imagination of their heart. They say mm-hmm. God said when God didn't say, mm-hmm. and it reveals that there's not a great relationship with God because had they heard God, a good prophet will also speak of the judgment that's coming to them that are living in rebellion. Yeah. Now here's my point. So 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 instead of functioning as the oracle of God, speaking what God is saying in that moment, mm-hmm. many people are parrots of the books they've read and the preachers they've admired. Whew. Wow. Now wow. I'm going somewhere with this. Yes, sir. The earth should re- be the reflection of the kingdom of heaven. Yes, sir. But Jesus already said it will not take place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said our assignment is to preach the message of the kingdom mm-hmm. and salvation through Jesus Christ. And that would be the means by which he comes back again. Yes. Matthew 24, 14. If y'all need a scripture reference. <laughs> when he comes back again, where those who are living right are going to be caught up to meet him in the air. Mm hmm. Jesus said it will be that he comes as a thief in the night, taking everybody by surprise. Mm -hmm. He said some will be caught up with him and others will be left behind. Mm -hmm. Now, as I said, I'm going somewhere with this. Now there's going to come a time where there's that final judgment where everyone's going to be judged for, for, for the works that they do. Yes, sir. Am I right? Yes, sir. Now, the righteous are going to enter into the eternal kingdom. Yes, sir. But it's going to be a round trip journey. Yes, sir. Because we're coming back. Now, this time we're coming back to rule and reign with him in the earth. It's at that time that the kingdom of heaven will be the earth will be the mirror of the kingdom of heaven. But God's going to give or create a new heaven and a new earth. Yes, sir. I wanted to bring that in there. Yes, sir. A lot of people are thinking that one day, all of a sudden, heaven is going to, earth is going to look like heaven. And so they go around with dominion language. Yes. But not understanding the process by which dominion is ultimately going to take place. Yes. They they, they have these ideas of dominion and they're trying to bring it into the po- political sphere. They're mm. trying to into the economic sphere they're trying to bring it into the education sphere they're trying to bring it into the entertainment sphere we call it the seven pillars some people call it the 12 pillars or or seven mountains of influence the truth of the matter is we're supposed to come forth with a boldness of confidence preaching the kingdom of god serving in the ministry and word of reconciliation bringing people back to god watch this as we are the mirror image of christ in the earth as we're fulfilling the assignment yeah that's it. Yeah. That's it. Very simple. It, it is so simple. We need the help of the devil to comp- complicate it. <laughs> I love that. We need the help of the devil to complicate it. And I so what it. 
He puts us in, in schools of higher learning to listen to professors. Some of them don't know the truth nor believe it. Mm -hmm. And some of them are not even saved. Yeah. They're, they're theologians. I like something Miles Monroe called them theologues. <laughs> they're, they're theologues. They're theologians. Uh -huh. they're like a bump on the log. Uh -huh. <laughs> Do you realize that they said of the disciples, they said, we know they've been with God mm -hmm. for, for they are ignorant and unlearned men. Mm -hmm. In other words, Jesus' disciples didn't, I'm not against higher learning, so don't get offended, you folks that got your degrees and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but, but they said of Jesus' disciples, they were ignorant and unlearned men. Yeah. What the, that wasn't a knock. What they were saying was they didn't go to rabbinical school. Yeah, they didn't graduate from 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 the school of of Galiel mm -hmm. or Gamil. Mm -hmm. They they just was with Jesus, mm -hmm. and yet the education they received with Jesus gave them the wisdom that defied the wisdoms of the world. The yes. education they received with Jesus gave them the ability to understand the kingdom of God, and the education they received from Jesus gave them the ability to make God's kingdom and righteousness their only priority. Yes, yes. Here we are, school, we in university. I got to read this author. I got to read that one. I got to read six or seven other authors. And then I got to listen to five and six professors in yeah. order to craft a philosophy and a theology. Watch how I say this, that is acceptable to them so I can graduate. <sighs> And not one course on the kingdom of God. Not one. And I can testify to that. You can take a course on Christology, and the course on Christology will not identify the central message of Jesus. It will walk sure. all around. It sure will. <laughs> sure will. So, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I, I have to listen. I have to yeah. To Dr. Robson. Other things. Yeah. But yeah. I want to say thank you, man. Listen, I want to say thank you. If y'all were blessed with this conversation, y'all put some hearts and likes in, on, on the screen. Uh, let Dr. Robinson know we the church certainly appreciate it. I would love to do this again. Uh, um, but before you go, sir, can you just, again, let everybody know how they can get in contact with you um, and, and where they can look, where, where, where can they keep in contact and, and keep in touch with you and if to follow what you got going on? Well, first off, you can write me at Pastor Lynn Robinson. Elian Robin at gmail.com. Matter of fact, whoever writes me, I'll send them the first book I ever wrote. It's called Miracle of Divine Destiny. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it chronicles the, the, the life of Jesus and the life of Paul and how in reality they both preach the same thing. Jesus didn't preach one thing and Paul preached another the way we were taught. They were both preaching the same thing. I will email that to you so you'll be able to read it on your, your phone or your email. Uh, absolutely free of charge. Just write me, Pastor Lynn, L-E-N Robinson at gmail.com. Secondly, we've launched Accelerated School of the Kingdom on Clubhouse. So you can go to Clubhouse, Accelerated School of the Kingdom, and we're there on Thursday evenings at 8 p.m., is tuition free and we're teaching how to understand the kingdom matter of fact tonight we're talking about the history of the church and the lost kingdom yeah. the history of the church and the lost kingdom also monday through sunday every morning 
we have what we call Kingdom 365 Breakfast of Champions. That's a teleconference line. It's also available on Facebook Live. The phone number is 857-232-0155. The code is 268272. I know you're hearing a lot of numbers, praise God, but that's 857-232-0155. And the conference code is 268272. That's Monday through Sunday. And we're, we meet around 8.30 a.m. And on Wednesdays, it's 9.30 a.m. So you're welcome to join us. And lastly, you can Google W you can Google Dr. Lynn Robinson or go to www.drlynnrobinson. That's the website. There's all kinds of information there. It could it needs to be updated, but there's all kinds of information up there. All right. Again, thank you so much, Dr. Robinson. And listen, I'm going to do this for everybody now, too. If you watch this episode, because this is the season finale, but we're coming back with a new season. Uh, but if you watch this season finale, if you e inbox me, I will send you a free uh, a free uh, digital copy ebook of Born to Dominate, and I'll send that out to you as well. Uh, so if you inbox me, you can certainly get a free copy of that, and I'll send that out to you as well for everybody that watched this episode. Uh, Dr. Robinson, I appreciate you so much. I want to thank you so much. I definitely would love to do this again. Again, uh, I appreciate your time and I, and I appreciate all that you do for the kingdom of God. And I, I, I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful to have this conversation. Let me ask you to do this also because I hit my Facebook while we were doing this. So it's also running on my Facebook. Would you share with the people that are watching on my Facebook who you are, your program, how to access it and how to be in contact with you? Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, so I, again, I am Michael T. Weatherby, host of Dominate with Michael T. Weatherby. Uh, this uh, this is the season finale. However, we are on once a month. We do a powerful podcast every month. You can actually reach me at www.weatherbyenterprises.com. Or you can actually, since, uh, since this is on my Facebook page, you can certainly click there and, uh, and that'll take you everywhere you need to go. Uh, and, and we are certainly about transforming the lives of people and uh, that we everybody that we come in contact with. And uh, again, thank you so much, Dr. Robinson, for this conversation. It has been a powerful conversation. This will be available on every platform. If wherever you listen to podcasts, it's available there. It'll also be available on YouTube. Wherever you wherever you uh, your preference is, this conversation is also on the conversation platform.